Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Is it time to stop the war on landlords? UK government, I'm talking about. It is time to stop this war on private landlords in the rental sector. The housing rental crisis is getting worse every day. Every time we look at the news, there are, there are stories of uh, people who can't find properties in the northwest in particular at the moment, but also in London, there's a massive shortage of properties. Uh, the government needs to cease its war on landlords and stop all of this anti-landlord legislation and restore some of the balance of power that is heavily gone towards uh, tenants and, and tenants' rights in the last few years. Uh, and we've seen it on, on the news, though, we're even saying that local authorities and the Home Office are competing for properties uh, because the Home Office wants to, to house uh, refugees and asylum seekers and the, the, the uh, local authorities want to uh, house people who are deemed to be homeless. And there's this massive struggle. Uh, somebody I know was was uh, had the property, the Home Office gazumped the uh, the, the local authority looking for the same property they were offering. I think the local authority said we'll give you two thousand a month for it, and the Home Office came in and gazumped them and gave them two gave the landlord two thousand three hundred pounds. That's an extra three thousand six hundred pounds a year for that same property. Uh, so this is what's going on at the moment. Housing charities, of course, such as Shelter, you know the usual, the big issue. You know they're all calling for tough legislation. They said, why didn't the government push ahead with its renters reform bill before the summer recess? And of course, they're calling for the end of no fault evictions, which basically is a Section 21 uh, uh, rule that says the landlord can have their property back uh, when they need to, which is is usually at the end of a tenancy. You know, I'm dealing with a case at the moment where the tenant doesn't want to move out. I'm helping a landlord with it. Uh, The tenant just won't move out. They said, no, can't move, not moving. And that's it. You know, so they want an end to all of that and, and some of them are also calling for a cap on rental increases they want a cap on it so that you know you're not and of course this happened in scotland what did landlords do they they, they tried to jack up rents before this cap and i think that the scottish government's having second thoughts on that uh but all of this is adding to landlord anxiety and causing them to quit in by in droves thousands of landlords have quit over the last five years now some of that could be down to retirement of course but I think a lot of it is down to uh, landlords just getting out the market. We hear of uh, right we're reporting that there are uh, more buy-to-let sales than there are purchases at the moment. There's a net outflow of buy-to-lets. We won't know the full result of this until maybe next year when we see, you know, when the tide's gone out, as it were, and then we'll see how many uh, buy-to-let properties there are. Now, of course, not everyone's getting out. Some are saying, well, we're going to stay with it because rents are going up. It's quite good. Thank you much, very much. I don't care if there's end of to no fault eviction. But a lot of landlords are getting worried and thousands have actually left the buy-to-let market, particularly the ones with one or two properties. And and, and look, the housing uh, charities are, are, are calling for this tough, thinking that it's going to help the problem. But of course, it's not. Now, shelters say that 
one in seven of the of, of tenants have had their rent increased last month. Well, that, that's not surprising, really, in, in some cases, because a lot of landlords have not increased rents for years. And perhaps they're, they're worried about higher interest rates. Uh, over three and a half million private tenants who have had their rent increased, over 800,000 saw it rise by more than £100 a month and nearly 200,000 uh, by more than 300 a month. What about the landlords who've come to the end of a fixed rate and seen their mortgage double and even treble uh, because they've come to an end of, a, a say, a two-year fixed rate and gone on to a 6 or 7% interest rate? Shelter goes on to say that one in three spend at least half their household income on rent. Okay, I mean, that's not a great situation. I, I don't know how they got into that rental property if half of their income is going on rent because they wouldn't normally fit the, the mold uh, in terms of, you know, giving a, a, a rental property to a tenant that can't afford it. But I've been in situations when I was renting, when I first started renting and working, where I, I was in the same sort of position. I was paying a lot of rent um, and, you know, I, I was in that same kind of position. I remember that being in exactly the same position. I've had more than half my income go on mortgage payments. So, you know, there's nothing new about that. Now, the government has introduced, as we know, a raft of new anti-landlord legislation, new rules and regulations, more red tape for private landlords, including, including, of course, George Osborne's famous Section 24 tax hike, which means that a lot of landlords, that's just not worth it for them because they're just paying more tax. Uh, they cannot write the interest off against rental income. Now, all businesses can do this. Any business borrowing money can write off interest against, uh, can write off income, <laughs> write off interest payments against income uh, to reduce their, their their overall gross and 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 in, to, to to net profit. So why they've done this to landlords, I I just don't know. Thank you very much. Uh, George Osborne. The only way out of that, of course, is to change the rental model or move the property into a, a limited company. But that, of course, can trigger stamp duty and uh, uh, capital gains tax. But there is a way around that. And I'll put a link up there uh, to see if you want to look at a specialist firm that can help you get, get around that and move your property into a limited company without paying stamp duty and capital gains tax. Uh, the other thing they brought in is Tenant Fees Act, of course, uh, more tests, you know, electrical tests, Legionella tests. A lot of landlords don't even know this, actually. Um, and, and lots of things that will can trip up a landlord and mean that, you know, they would not be able to get uh, possession of their property again, or they could face a fine from the local authority for not complying with, with all of these rules and regulations. We know that a lot of local authorities have introduced uh, blanket licensing across all properties in their borough, which means another five or six hundred pound in fees to landlords just to to fill out forms and do plans and that sort of thing so we know that there's lots of more a lot more hassle now for for landlords and worry as well more liabilities uh, hanging over their head and of course the big one is coming renters reform bill which will end no fault evictions the end of the section 21 and give tenants more rights it will also mean that tenants will have more demands and and you know can can bring in a pet a pet unless you can give a good reason why you may have to go to court to to show the court why you need possession of that property back i mean it's just absolutely ridiculous why should you go to court to to end a, a, a tenancy at the end of the tenancy or just to say to the tenant well look you've been here two or three years you know i i i don't want to rent this property anymore you know why should you have to give a reason like I, i'm selling it you know you can't go to a court and lie about that some people just don't I mean, I know somebody just doesn't want to rent their property. They just say, well, I'm just going to keep it empty. You know, I, I don't care. 
So, but they would have to go and prove that to the tenant, and then you'd have charities, charities like Shelter saying, "No, it should be confiscated," and that sort of thing. I, I don't actually mean that literally, but you know what I mean. You've got these uh, extreme left-wing people that believe that all property should be in the hands of the state. Yeah, good luck with that. Could try going living in in the Soviet Union or or North Korea, you know, and see how that works for you. Meanwhile, look, the crisis is leading to record rent highs. Whoa, how did they work? Uh, did, did we expect that? That, that rents would go up as there's a shortage of properties. Oh, we, we never thought about that. You know, as predicted, this war on landlords and, you know, is, and all the other things that are going on, it's just backfired on the government. And who's paying for it? Landlords and tenants. The tenants are paying more for it. It's absolutely the most stupid thing I've seen. And this is from a government that's supposed to be believe in small businesses and helping small business people. It's supposed to believe in people who row their own boat and get on with their life. You know, they're, they're expected to lose the next election. And then we've got a Labour government coming in, a socialist government coming in. And some of the people on their side are calling for all sorts of things, you know, worse than what we've got now. They're calling for fixed tenancies of three and five years. They're calling for um, controlled tenancies. They're calling for uh, wealth taxes and that sort of thing. So good, God help us when that comes in. So this is another maybe reason that's causing landlords to pull out the market. And as predicted, uh, you know, this is causing everything to go wrong. And we're going back to that sort of 1960s era where landlords just couldn't rent to properties because the tenant could stay there for life. And I'm not saying it's going to go back quite that far, but it's moving back towards that. And I, I just don't understand people like, you know, Gove and that sort of thing that they're talking about. Oh, let's build more properties in the cities. Well, hang on a second. Can't you see the cities? How, how crowded they are, how how many properties have been tacked on top of another property and down the side of another property. Every bit of space has been used, even if it backs onto a, a mainline railway and then you can wave to people as they go by on the Intercity Express. And, you know, I just don't get it. Why don't they have more bold plans if they want to build properties like building new cities in places where they're needed, next to major roads and next to major rail links, a bit like Milton Keynes. That has been an outstanding success. No, they just keep on tacking properties here and there and not building any real proper social housing or council housing. So that's why there's a shortage of property. And of course, due to, you know, we've got to say it, mass immigration, millions of more people coming into the country over the last you know, 10, 20 years. And that has increased the population. Also, we're seeing people living longer, of course, more single units needed and that sort of thing. Now, look, another hammer blow is the Bank of England's interest rate hikes uh, over the last you know, 13 meetings, you know, quarter percent here, half, half, quarter percent, quarter percent, you know, going from almost zero to five percent. Uh, and that, that's been a hammer blow. Now, they say it's to reduce inflation. But of course, their policies and the government's policies caused inflation, massive money printing, massive stimulus to the economy, massive amounts, hundreds of billions spent on the, you know, the, the what we can't even mention here, um, massive money wasted on things. Um, you know, from from uh, bounce back loans to PPE, all these sorts of things. And now they're saying, oh, no, we've got to tighten our belts. Don't ask for pay rises. Uh, expect to be poorer, as the Bank of England economists said. And we're going to hike up interest rates. We don't care who suffers. We don't care who loses their property and businesses who go down and, and all the rest of it. But there's more pain to come because uh, the, the, the Fed this week uh, and, and the ECB both on the you know, day after each other, raised interest rates again uh, by a quarter percent and the ECB interest rates 3.75 now a record high and and of course 
We've got an upcoming meeting, I think, next week with the Bank of England. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I'll give you three guesses. Of course, they're going to follow because they're all in the same club, right? They will follow and, and increase rates. So we're going to go probably to five and a quarter, maybe five and a half. And, and yet inflation is coming down slowly in, in the UK as per the, the recent figures. It's just under 8% now. It was over 10% at one stage. So that's really a 20% decrease, if you like. So that's what's going to happen. Landlords, of course, are either getting out. Some are switching to other rental models. Some are saying, right, I won't do the standard buy to let AST. I'll switch to service accommodation or a company let uh, where uh, or, or even HMOs. And, and, and some of these things are, are to get around rental reforms. Now, HMOs won't do that, but service accommodation will. Um, to bypass renters reform legislation so that you don't have to worry about uh, Section 21, because if someone's in a service accommodation for a month, two months or two weeks, at the end of it, they just go. You know, it's just like going to a hotel. Uh, and also company lets are, are a similar sort of model. And they can also then increase, substantially increase rental returns, perhaps even as high as doubling their profits, certainly by you know one and a half to two times the current profit rate. And, and of course, they can also get around the Section 24 tax changes uh, because it will be a different rental model. It's a holiday let uh, model. And then that will, of course, help them survive these, these massive interest rate uh, increases that are coming for millions of borrowers, not just landlords, but also uh, home buyers in, in the next year. Hundreds of thousands of people are coming off those fixed rates every month. So check out my, my other links down there. Uh, about landlords and service accommodation, holiday lets versus buy to let. I'll go into that in a bit more detail. Uh, also, how to transfer your company, your property into a limited company without paying CGT, capital gains or stamp duty. And if you'd like more information about uh, a webinar that I've got coming up, uh, it's not this Wednesday coming, it's the Wednesday after. There's a link there as well for that, for my, for my webinar, which is the three steps to money management. I think in a time like this, you know, we all need a bit more help with our money management and, and learning more about how to invest your money uh, to, to make it grow because millions of people are facing a pensions crisis. They're not funding their pensions nearly enough and, and a lot of them have left it a bit late. So look, check out my webinars and, and the other links I talked about. And uh, I'm sorry it's a bit of doom and gloom today, but I'm really angry with this government and this consistent war on landlords. Stop the war on landlords, government. I urge you to do this. Otherwise, we're going to have more of a housing crisis and more pain for renters. Thank you very much. And I'll see you at the next video. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest and enjoy more money. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 